it's so great to then be able to sit here over the next 14 days and watch, you know, over 800,000 fans come on site and enjoy all of the experiences that we've been programming and delivering for their enjoyment. This wonderful time in the middle of January says a few things to me. Beaches, kicking back, but it definitely says Australian Open Tennis. I just absolutely love this event. One of the things that I love most about it is all the cultural and culinary uh, engagement that happens around it. And we're here to talk about that today. Fern Barrett is the Head of Product Growth and Innovation at the Australian Open. Fern, welcome to Dirty Linen. Thanks, Danny. Lovely to be here. It is such an exciting time, isn't it? I mean, are you, are you able to experience the excitement in amongst the mountain of work? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it is a buzz and a hype of activity around Melbourne Olympic Park at the moment. And, um, you know, it's been a busy, you know, 12 months leading into the tournament. But, uh, yeah, we're very much set and ready to go for a fabulous next 14 days. So tell us, what is happening at the Australian Open this year? Oh, Danny, what isn't happening at the AO <laughs> this year? Um, we have got something for everyone. So we've got, you know, aside from incredible matches and play on courts across the entire site, we've got live music. We've got the most incredible food and drinks lineup for our fans to experience. We've got art, culture, fashion, you name it, we've got it. Well, let's focus on, on the food side of things. And I mean, you mentioned the 12, 12 months leading up to it. And I'm, sh I'm sure it's sort of, in a way, it's, you know, it keeps rolling like it's just that sort of endless planning. But tell us about the, getting the food program ready. What's sort of involved with that? Yeah, so Denny, we spend pretty much 365 days a year programming um, all the food and drink experiences for our fans to enjoy. So, you know, as we're sort of here um, on the eve of AO23, we're actually already starting to program for AO24. So it's sort of an evolutionary process that continues um, day in, day out. Um, so, you know, it's not, uh, it's not, a, you know, a, a project-based thing. It's very much, you know, a rolling, um, a, a rolling program plan. So who are some of the, the names or the experiences that we should be, um, yeah, looking out for this year? So we have been celebrating the last two years with um, obviously, you know, both COVID Australian Opens, um, the best of Victoria. And as we return to what we call a, a normal Australian Open for 23, we've tried to sort of um, be more Australian centric and celebrate the best um, across the nation. So we've got uh, the fabulous Josh Nyland from Charcoal Fish coming down from Sydney for the first time in Melbourne, which is super exciting. We've also got um, the gorgeous Mindy Woods from Kakala in Byron Bay gracing us with her presence um, in Western Courts, um, as well as going as far as, um, you know, Geelong and bringing Aaron Turner from Taco y Lico in Geelong to Grand Slam Oval to serve up his tacos. So we've got lots of Victorian, uh, Melbourne-based, you know, restaurants, brands and talents, but we've also got a little bit from um, Interstate as well, which is great. 
And what about the way that brands get involved? Because, I mean, we've got that really accessible, you know, get, get a, grab a taco or a burger side of things or, you know, a spritz or whatever it might be. But then there's also, you know, sponsors go big and it is also a, a real site of corporate entertaining. What is there along those lines? Yeah, look, there's a real mix. So um, our premium experiences, which are ultimately uh, restaurants here, both on-site and off-site, um, some of those are associated with our partners. So our sort of upper tier or our most premium restaurant in, on site is in partnership with Treasury Wine Estate, so our Penfolds restaurant. Um, and that's very much about um, uh, the diners being able to experience um, Penfolds wines whilst also um, having a, a delicious meal whilst here at the tennis. Um, but then we also have Atrium, which is our sort of entry-level um, uh, bar and um, casual restaurant. And we have Nomad visiting us, not only from Sydney, but here in Melbourne. So Jackie Chalinor, um will be headlining the kitchen there, um, serving up her um, wood-fired treats. So good. I mean, people have to remember to go and watch some tennis as well along the way, but you could certainly spend a couple of weeks just getting around and eating and drinking, that's for sure. Yeah, indeed. I mean, you know, not only do we have our premium experience restaurants, I mean, we have four permanent restaurants here on site. We've got an additional two on the finals weekend. We then have two restaurants off-site across the city that we turn on um, for finals. And then we have over 20 food vendor outlets um, across our precinct. And then, of course, all of our food and drinks in our arenas as well. So there is plenty to keep everyone entertained over the 14 days. You know, one of my first jobs out of school was working at the Australian Open selling ice cream. And I oh, just, I love it. I have to always get an ice cream when I go to the tennis and just recall those great days when, you know, you not only do your hours of work, but also get a bit of a ground pass and go around and um, watch the matches. So, yeah, I just always think of it so fondly. Well, you're going to have to come this year because we've got our very own um, signature ice cream this year. So we're actually doing a peach Melbourne soft serve to rival Wimbledon strawberries and cream. So Danny, I don't think you would have had an ice cream <laughs> like this before, but uh, yeah, super exciting for everybody to enjoy a little uh, taste of Victoria. Oh, it sounds so good. So Fern, I love the stats around some of these major events. I mean, what can you tell us in terms of the scale, the quantity, the budgets, any of that juicy stuff? Yeah, sure. So I mean, if we think about our premium experiences, so our, our restaurants, you know, we are looking at serving up um, over 20,000 um, restaurant quality meals over the 14 days um, to, you know, our corporate and our partner clients, but also those that are coming to the tennis and wanting a more sort of premium offering whilst here. Um, so, you know, that's a pretty significant number when you think about that. And, you know, that's ultimately about a thousand seats per session um, in terms of um, restaurant capacities. And then, as I mentioned before, we've got over 20 food outlets, you know, of all different um, cuisines. Um, and, you know, when you think about well, what is sort of that fan favourite that sort of brings everyone together and you see everyone walking around on site, consuming, you know, you think about chips, who doesn't love, you know, hot chips, whether it's out on Grand Slam Oval or in the arenas. And uh, we're expecting to sell 65,000 kilos of chips for this tournament, which is pretty significant when you think about it. 
It is extremely significant, especially in the context of a bit of a potato shortage. Shortage, so yes. If, if, perhaps the AO will be the place where we know that we can get those hot chips this summer. So important to know. We've been planning nonstop for it. So indeed. One of the things that springs to my mind when you talk about the scale of, of all of this is staffing, which is obviously a huge um, issue across the hospitality and events industries. I mean, how do you go staffing up for something that is so seasonal? Yeah, look, um, it, it, it's it's obviously significant in January when we know that um, the hospitality industry, depending on where you are, um, is either really busy or, you know, not so busy. And so we sort of work with a variety of different um, caterers and vendors and restaurants to be able to deliver it. So we diversify our resource mix in terms of where we're reaching out to staff um, from. And obviously we, we need culinary talent in terms of kitchen staff and chefs, but we also need lots of front of house um, staff as well, right through to customer um, service officers and maitre d's and sommeliers and you name it. So, you know, Delaware North, um, our catering, in-house catering partner has been working for the last six months on resourcing up ready for 2023. Um, we know we need just over two and a half thousand staff on site to be able to deliver all our food and drinks experiences. But then we also work with other caterers in terms of our precinct food to deliver um, food and drink experiences. So really for us, it's about about diversifying the mix, um, embracing the hospitality industry, giving everybody an opportunity to come and work and be part of the Australian Open. And it's great, you know, I mentioned No Band before. Jackie's reached out to say some of her staff, you know, in January would love to come and be part of the Australian Open and work in the kitchen or work on the floor. And so we support that and we embrace that. Um, but obviously we also work with, you know, agencies and, um, you know, other groups to be able to um, build that workforce and um, I'm really excited that um, we've reached our target this year and we're ready um, to go essentially. Fern, you know, I first encountered you when you were working at Melbourne Food and Wine, um, getting the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival going each year. I mean, tell us a bit about your pathway. What, what got you into this type of work? Well, I've got to say, Danny, I've pretty much got um, food and drink and hospitality pumping through my veins since I was little. So, you know, I started off at the ripe old age of 15, you know, there at McDonald's, um, getting my first sort of hospo training. And ever since then, I've always been involved in, um, you know, the hospitality industry and the hotel industry. And so after a number of years working internationally and coming back and, um, you know, being part of Melbourne Food and Wine Festival for New nearly 10 years, um, I felt like, you know, coming here to the Australian Open and being able to, you know, help elevate and grow and celebrate what is so fabulous about um, our industry here in Australia was sort of the natural next step. So I think for me, it's an industry I love. I love all the people that we work with and the network that we have across not only Australia but globally as well. And, and you know, I'm, I'm really humbled um, that I have the opportunity to put Victoria on the map when it comes to food and drink experiences on a global stage through, you know, us having here one of the biggest sporting and entertainment events in the world. Is there something that you particularly love about that that rhythm of getting a big event up? Because, I mean, I suppose this, it 
you know, there's that adrenaline every night in a restaurant, uh, you know, getting the, the nightly event of dinner happening. But, I mean, what are the, how does it feel to be working towards something that's annual? Yeah, I think, you know, for us, one of the things that the Australian Open's known for is their innovation. I mean, you know, we continue, continue to push the boundaries year on year. So, no, no Australian Open is the same. There's always something new and different and exciting for the fan to experience. You know, each day of the 14 days here on site, there's something different as well. You know, we diversify our experiences and our mix of what we have to have on offer so that the fans can come back day on day and have a slightly different experience each day. So, um, yeah, I think it's just being in the moment being in the rhythm of being in this big, you know, of, uh, you know, major event um, and, you know, being agile and flexible, whether it rains, whether it's really hot and sunny, whether, you know, whatever the circumstances may be collectively as a team and there's a significant, you know, workforce behind delivering the Australian Open, we're all in it together and we're all, um, you know, reaching for, for new heights Having worked in events for so long, Fern, what what trends have you seen over the years? What's sort of what's been shrugged off and, and what's really big? Yeah, I think for us, you know, a, a couple of the trends that we're really starting to focus on now and, and evolve from is certainly healthy and wholesome food offerings. You know, you think about major events, you know, major sporting events, you know, five years ago and literally you couldn't get anything other than, you know, hot chips and burgers. Well, now here at the Australian Open you can get anything and everything. So, you know, this year not only do we have, you know, tacos and of course we've still got the burgers and the chips and that sort of thing but we've got you know um meatball subs we've got um you know kakala doing you know first nations indigenous cuisine which is really exciting but we've also got nourish bowls from willow urban retreat which um, have been designed you know in partnership with a dietitian to ensure that we're really promoting um healthy wholesome food we've got you know fish bowl coming delivering their pokey bowls and we've got oakbury coming back again to do their fresh smoothies um, and uh, asahi bowls so you know for us it's really about how do we keep delivering fan favorites but also trying to I guess um, integrate really accessible and exciting flavors when it comes to healthy and wholesome food so that would be sort of one of the areas that we're um, I guess um, wanting to keep our finger on the pulse when it comes to a trends perspective. Um, also, you know, making sure that we've got those sort of Instagrammable moments that people are looking for. So we're launching, as I said earlier, our first um, signature ice cream or signature soft serve, um, Peach Melbourne, but we're also launching our first spritz called Set Point Spritz. So we've been working with the Everly um, to deliver that to our consumers as, as, as I guess our first spritz here on site at the Australian Open. So they will taste amazing, but they'll also look fabulous and hopefully, you know, engage from a social platform perspective, a whole new um, audience. Um, I guess the other thing that we're really looking at is um, being able to promote where the food is coming from. So really looking at, you know, that local language and messaging around, you know, um, educating our consumers where we've sourced certain ingredients from and, and you know, what they're consuming and, and then how does it meet their dietary needs? So, again, promoting the diversity across site 
to ensure that all dietaries are being addressed. What about sustainability, which, you know, is a massive concern in food and beverage generally, but certainly with events, you know, I think traditionally they have generated so much waste. Yes, indeed. And I think, you know, I'm really excited about this space for the next five years. We've got a really robust sustainability strategy when it comes to where are we going um, as a major event and and how do we contribute um, to that movement. So, for example, this year um, in uh, Beach Bar where Charcoal Fish um, will be serving up their fabulous cuisine, everything will be served on reusable plates um, with reusable cutlery. So that is in partnership with um, Green My Plate The uh, bar there, the set point spritz, the signature spritz I was talking to before will be um, served in um, reusable cups. So we're piloting that program for a second year. We did it in um, AO22 and we've grown it for AO23 um, with the intention that this will now be a site-wide initiative in the years to come so that the entire site will all be um, reusable crockery and cutlery and um, we will be gone of any... um, you know, one time only use. That is really radical and so welcome to hear. Um, that's just such a, such a massive cultural shift apart from, you know, the, the, the enormous practicalities that must be behind that. But, yeah, it's so, so heartening to hear that. Um, Fern, what do you love about what you do? I think I just love the fact that I'm part of such a significant event in this country and and, and on the global stage, as I said before, you know, you think about the the tennis tournaments around the globe and the Australian Open's known as the Happy Slam and certainly working here, you know, is a really happy experience for everybody. It's a, you know, we've got a hugely supportive um, workforce and and community of people that we work within and, um, you know, as I said earlier, no day is the same. There's always something new and different, exciting, but the collaboration and the innovation that we all um, hold ourselves accountable for means that um, each day turning up at work is an absolute delight and um, it's so great to then be able to sit here over the next 14 days and watch, you know, over 800,000 fans come on site and enjoy all of the experiences that we've been programming and delivering for their enjoyment. Yeah, it's massive, such a big undertaking, but I reckon there's no one who is – more unflappable than someone who works in events. So I'm sure that, you know, whatever the two weeks throws your way, you and the team will will deal with it with, um, yeah, with smiles and with utter aplomb. Um, so, Fern, if I'm coming, let's just say I'm coming for a day. Hopefully I'll get there for more than one day. But if I'm coming for a day, what shouldn't I miss? And, and how much of it should I plan in advance? Wow, that's a hard question because you need to come for multiple days, Danny. <laughs> there's there's so much on. I mean, you know, if I'm a mum with two kids and if I was bringing the kids to the tennis, which I do whilst I'm trying to, to, to work as well, I would not miss the ballpark. Um, it's such a great day out having the kids being able to, you know, be – close to the Yarra River whilst riding on all the different rides and enjoying picking up the racket in hand and having a little spot of tennis whilst also enjoying some great, you know, fish and chips waterside. If I'm coming with my mates, you know, I want to be on Grand Slam Oval listening to the live music and enjoying um, you know, Carcom's bar me, for example, um, you know, with, with, with a drink in hand or if I'm coming with 
um, my husband and trying to have a romantic night out, I would probably, you know, be sitting at the atrium on the rooftop overlooking the Arrow River whilst enjoying some of um, Jackie's fabulous food. Uh, that all sounds so good. And I did not know until this moment that Carcom Ban Me was going to be there. And, I mean, that is... It's been a, a little secret we've been keeping. <laughs> oh, so amazing. Oh, my goodness. So yet more reasons to, uh, to um, yeah, clear the decks and get to the Australian Open. Definitely. And I think, Danny, I, you've got to come on site and come and have a, a lobster roll and a glass of Chardonnay with me in Garden Square at our super normal, our fresco space because um, I think that'll be pretty special whilst watching tennis on the big screen. I am so up for that. Um, Fern, (laughs) thank you so much for talking us through it today. All the best for the next couple of weeks and congratulations on putting everything in place. It is such a a golden time in Melbourne and yeah, as you say, you know, interesting past few years. So it's been, it's um, yeah, so exciting that it's all systems go for 2023. Thanks, Danny. Look forward to seeing you on site. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.